As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Last week, uh, we spoke to Mike, who works in door security, and also to Mary Crilly from the Sexual Violence Centre about the rise in drink spiking in Cork. Haley O'Connell Vaughan is with the Communications and uh, is, is Communications and Engagement Officer in UCC, and they have launched a poster campaign to curb the instance uh, the incidents of spiking on student nights out, and Haley joins me now. Morning to you, Haley. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, tell me a little bit about the background to this campaign. This is something that it's not new, but it's becoming more frequent, isn't it? Yeah. And um, so this poster campaign used to be used, or still is used, by um, some societies for the balls that they were hosting in the last couple of years. Um, and this year in the students' union, we decided to get in on board with the poster campaign that was developed by Safe Gigs and put them up in venues that we were working with for our freshers weeks. And we'll do it again for Rag Week. And it's just kind of posters about signposting people to where they can go if they have been spiked and also just opening the conversation up around spiking, letting people know that it does happen and also that the venues that the posters are in that we've worked with, they're aware that we've put the posters up and we've talked to them about the prevalence of spiking. So it kind of just gives people that extra layer of reassurance that the dialogue is very much open for them there. What sort of spiking is most common? Is it pills dropped into drinks? Yeah. I think so. I'm actually, I wouldn't be too sure. I know that spiking by injection was a massive, massive issue um, for one of the students' unions a couple of years ago, and there was a lot of um, communications done around that. But I would think that the most common is still the in the drinks, yeah. And when you say injections, now I know PJ talked about this last week, but just to come back to it, I was listening to it, and... Um, this is where an individual will just brush by someone and just stab them with a needle. Is that the case? Yeah, yeah. And what what would be in the syringe, or do you know? <laughs> I'm actually not too sure. Um, 
for all the kind of technical questions we would usually refer to, you know, the relevant services. Um, we're very lucky that the Sexual Violence Centre is actually one of our RAG charities again this year. So we've been working quite closely with them and we've refer people to the hospital as well for the toxicology screenings and the Gaudi, of course. But we kind of just are there for proactive measures and also just to signpost people about where to go um, our welfare officer would deal with any cases that come in with us and she have great ties with the local services in Cork about where people can get support and yeah. Mm. And I think Rohypnol, which is a well-known um, suppressant, has been used a lot of the time, isn't it? That's, it's a name, certainly, that it, 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 uh, it's cropped up in conversation a fair bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've heard of that before. Yeah. Okay, so uh, tell me about the poster campaign. The posters are being distributed and put up all over Cork City, is that the case? Um, yeah, more or less. I mean, where we will run events, um, one of our biggest focus as a students' union team this year was to actually bring a lot of our events back to campus. So we're very lucky that we have really great facilities in UCC and we have a massive hall and everything. So we put up the posters there. Um, but during Freshers' Week, we did put them in a few other venues in town where we were doing events. And it's just kind of instructions on like what spiking is and what to do if you have been spiked and things like you know tell someone you trust make sure that you seek medical help straight away and um, contact the guardian if you're comfortable and also inform the venue that it did happen there um but the welfare officer and students union as well is equipped to like bring people through all of these things because it can be very hard to go and you know seek medical attention or contact the guardian by yourself especially if you're not very if you're not sure exactly what's happened to you a lot of the time people can be very confused so that's our role is to kind of support our students through that and get them to use their union for what it's there for I, I assume a lot of people who've been victims to this are also very extremely unwell after the incident, aren't they? And they, they can all, they can also black out. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And like, it can just be extremely confusing and dangerous. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely not an easy thing to, then to be thinking about. Oh, what do I need to actually do to? Um, make a case or anything so that's kind of what we're there for we're there for that type of support Right, Mary Crilly Mary was talking to PJ last week here on the Opinion Line and she was saying that you used posters at uh, a function at a hotel recently Yeah, so that would have been um, the societies um, in UCC as well They we do a ball and they do a ball as well and they distributed the posters to a lot of their societies to hang up for the society balls in the hotel And there were no spiking issues that night? None that were reported to us anyway. Um, oh, okay. So it's yeah. it's proven very effective. Yeah, we're hoping so. I'm like, there's, you know, a lot of people kind of be like, oh, do you know what's the benefit of putting a poster on a wall? It's not really going to deter anyone. But I do think and hope that like opening that kind of dialogue and raising awareness is a very powerful tool in itself. Like if people know what to look out for and they know that the people organising the event and also the venue are going to be very vigilant in this, I would think that it would deter people. Um, and also that if someone did get spiked, that they'd know exactly what to do, which is very powerful. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I suppose the effectiveness of the post is really, it, it brings the whole subject to mind, doesn't it? You're, you're conscious of the fact yeah. that it could actually happen. So it, it is very effective. Yeah. And it's a horrible thing for students to have to worry about when they're just going out and trying to have fun. But it is kind of our responsibility as a union to give people access to this information because unfortunately it does happen and we can't stop that. But we can absolutely empower people to, you know... Uh, seek the right help and also hopefully decrease the 
incidents and amount of incidences by opening up that dialogue. And we've got very strong links with the Sexual Violence Centre and with Mary Crilly, and we're very grateful for that. And we always know where to send people and where to get support. So that's really beneficial to us. What do, what should someone do, Haley, if they if they feel they they have been injected, if they feel that that stab pinch of a needle? Yeah, so I suppose the first thing is to like notify someone that you trust if you can. Like the mo- top priority is making sure that you get somewhere where you feel safe. And um, seeking medical attention is so important as well because again, it, drugs obviously affect people in many different ways, and someone could have a way more severe reaction to the same type of drug than somebody else. So seeking medical help immediately is so important. Um. And then if you're comfortable coming into the student union, talking to the welfare officer, contacting the Gairdi, and also if you're comfortable informing the venue or letting us do it on your behalf to let them know that something like this did happen on their premises and, you know, it might get people to think t- twice about the kind of procedures they have in place for cases like this. Okay. Nice to talk to you this morning, Haley. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's Haley O'Connell, Vaughan Communications and Engagement Officer with UCC Student Union. Courts 96 FM.